Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. All right, boys and girls, you know what time it is. You know where you are. This is Tyler Sheff, and I am the host of the Cashflow Guys Podcast. And oh, I promised you guys I got some good stuff coming a few weeks ago, and it's that time we're here. Get your legal pad out, get your pen out, pencil, paper, scratch pad, whatever you got, pull the car over, get off the treadmill. This is going to be an action-packed, value-added podcast. This is probably going to be, no pressure, one of the best ones I've done this year. I'm pretty excited because we're going to be talking about my favorite topic, and that is marketing. And guys, there is all kinds of opportunity. You hear me say this every week in the show. There's all kinds of opportunity coming in 2022. Uh, We're already halfway through 2022. Opportunity seems to be everywhere, and it's only getting better. But here's the deal. If you don't have anybody to talk to, that opportunity, that parade is going to pass you by, and you're going to sit there going, geez, I was there in 2022, and I missed out, and now it's been, it's too late, and I got to wait for the next cycle, and this, that, and the other, because you got no one to talk to. Well, what do I mean by that? That means you got to get sellers on the phone. You got to get private capital people on the phone. You got to let people know what you're looking to do. If you're a single family guy, multifamily guy or girl, or you're investing in mobile home parks, whatever it is, the phone has to ring. And without the phone ringing, you're wasting your time. So today I'm bringing with bringing onto the show Richard Roop, and he's been creatively buying and selling real estate since 1996. Wow, I was 26 back then. That makes me feel really old. <laughs> Over the past, past few decades, he's become known as the marketing consultant for real estate entrepreneurs. And I'm excited to talk about that because I know too many real estate investors, quote unquote, that don't do any marketing and then wonder why they're poor. He's one of the top direct response marketing gurus dedicated to help real estate investors generate more leads, negotiate better deals, and create consistent, predictable cash each and every month. And God, that's exciting. Richard's bought over 500 homes since 1996 as a creative real estate investor. I love that. And he specializes in sharing proven low-cost direct marketing strategies for attracting a steady flow of motivated sellers, as well as, ooh, this is the best part, real estate business marketing systems for getting investment properties occupied fast. Guys, welcome. Help me welcome Richard Roop to the show. Richard, are you with me? I am here. Thank you. Uh, it's, It's great to be here, Tyler. I'm a big fan. I got to tell you, anybody that's, that markets ethically like yourself, I'm a big fan. I've been following you for quite a while. As you know, I've been t- taking part of some of your programs myself, and uh, your programs have resulted in me getting leads in my front door. And that's kind of what I want to talk about today, right? Sure. Sure. We've, um, yeah. we, we've, I, I deal with a lot of folks that call me in off the show and they, they, they get frustrated, right? They spend a whole bunch of money. They go out and get a, a one of those pre-built websites and the done for you and the phone never rings. They'll send out a bunch of direct mail postcards. They go to a mail house. They basically use the template and, you know, they spend five, six, seven, eight, ten thousand $10,000. And they talk to just a few angry people saying, please take me off your list or some other version of that conversation. Where does the, where does the, the, in 2022, where does a real estate investor begin when it comes to making that phone ring? What's step one? Uh, well, step one is to have a goal. Okay. Right. All right, because if you're if you're not talking to sellers every week or every day, uh, then you're not actively do running some type of marketing or sales campaigns. See, there's either marketing to get leads coming to you, getting sellers calling you, right. or, or getting investors calling you, right? And what it, whatever it's all it all works the same in marketing. So either people are calling you prospects, or you need to reach out to them. Right. And I think it's eight hundred percent better to, for them to call you. 
Right. Yeah, I'd agree. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I teach, I teach, uh, you know, how to get, uh, do outbound marketing, uh, but on also inbound marketing. And my favorite is inbound marketing. So the, the, what you need, the first step is you need a marketing plan. You need a marketing campaign. And I can, I can, I can walk down real quick, Tyler, the seven elements of a, a, of a marketing campaign, because the problems that people have with not getting enough leads, not talking to enough sellers is in those, you know, in those key components. Oh yeah. And, let's cover that. Okay. So the seven elements of a marketing campaign is number one is your market. Who are you targeting? Who, uh, what, what, so it's like who, who they are and where they're at. Okay. So it could right. be the type of property owners of a certain type of property. And the question is, okay, where are they at? Are they local? Are they virtual, you know, nationwide? Right. right? So I think if you fix your marketing, you, there's more deals you can handle locally than you okay. can ever handle. Okay. And you should not be spending five, thousand or ten thousand dollars to test something that you find out doesn't work okay (laughs) (laughs) i i i and you say you know they they get a pre-built website they get a they use one of the templates i did a whole call on uh analyzing all these pre-built templates that are with all these you know service providers doing done for you direct mail and and 95 percent of them just suck and yeah that's part of your message okay so the first, the first key element is who are you going to target? So if you're targeting a list, like say you do direct mail and right. you mail it to a list where everybody, all, all these other investors are hitting those same sellers and they're getting stacks of postcards or letters. Uh, I can compete in that, but I don't want to. I'd rather go to a different zip code where there's okay. less competition. Okay. So one right. of the, I, I recently did a, a call on the, the, you know, hidden profits in hot markets. And one of the strat problems in hot markets is the competition. And the way to avoid the competition is sometimes do the exact opposite of what everybody else is doing. Okay. Right. That's been my wheelhouse. It's, I do what nobody else does and it's right. simple. Okay. Right. So who are you going to hit? Well, who's okay. your avatar? Where are they located? Right. So that's your market. All right. The next element of your campaign, number two, is your message. What are you going to say to them? What what is your approach? Okay. Why should they respond? Why should they call you? Okay. And so we can dig into that. The third element is your media. How are you going to get that right message to that right market? Now, there's multiple ways of doing that. That can be, but none of them are expensive. That work? None of them are expensive because marketing is not an expense. It's a, it's, it has a ROI. There's, oh, okay. Good, good mindset shift there. Yes. There's, if you're not getting an ROI, you need to change your marketing. You need to change one of these elements because either you're hitting the wrong person, you're saying the wrong thing. Your, right. your marketing looks like crap. looks like advertising. Okay. Um, and so, or what are you saying? What is your approach? So my approach when I'm, when I get sellers calling me, Tyler, is as opposed to the, Everybody else that says, hey, I want to buy your house. I can close in 24 hours. I can buy it as is. I can pay all cash. Sound hey, familiar? No realtor commissions. Yeah, it's all great. No, okay. <laughs> now, I tried that marketing in 1996. <laughs> all right. Now, prior to 1996, I was a marketing consultant before I started creatively buying and selling houses. 
Okay. So I ran that we buy houses cash ad. Right. And and I and I got very few calls, but I got a I got calls from so what I did is I, I created some really cool marketing tools that I've been using for you know 15, 15 years unchanged. Right. Because once you have a good message and a good marketing tool, you can just keep it, it works all the time. So my approach is to just get homeowners. If I want to buy houses in a neighborhood, I right. just want any seller call me. Anybody thinking of selling, I want them to call me. Okay. Because I'm a transaction engineer. I can pay cheap, all cash, right? Using private money. I never use my money or credit, right? So I can pay cheap, all cash. And if I didn't have the cash, I could flip it, right? Right. Or uh, I can take over existing loans subject to, you know, that's a type of owner financing. That's if they owe too much on the property. But if they have a good loan and a nice property, right? And I know, you know, how I can get it occupied without spending much of my money. To get right. it occupied, get it, you know, or what I, my favorite, Tyler, is owner financing. So I like targeting free and clear houses. Oh, me too. Okay. And, and then I, I just make it very inviting. I say, hey, um, we're interested in your property at 123 Main Street. We buy a number of houses in the area. And if you ever think about selling, we might be your perfect solution. Because if we buy your house, that's some like hypnotic language. If we buy your house... <laughs> Yeah. I'm, a co- I'm, a, I'm a copywriter, so I got some really good copy. And then we go through all of the benefits that we offer, including if you're going after free and clear houses and you can get the seller to wait for a lot of their money, their money or some of their money out in the future, right. then you can actually pay more for the property. You can pay full market price. You can pay above market price if you get long-term 0% or very low interest financing for 10 or 15 years. I have a calculator that runs the numbers and it, it tells us, okay, if we want to make 150 grand on this property, we can actually offer this price. And if it goes out long enough and the terms are good enough, it's like a small down payment, right, right? With owner financing, but the larger the down payment, the lower the price. So it's price versus terms. Sure. So I have, I have a calculator that does all of that, but we can advertise Tyler that we pay more than any other buyer out there. And if you can find a better, if you can find a better deal, go ahead and take it, you right. know, but, uh, you know, but if, you know, but if you don't want to list it, you don't want to go to the brain damage of dealing with buyers that, you know, fall out at the last minute or picky and can't get their loan and you just go through all the problems, some, some common problems that a lot of investors can actually handle if they buy the house. But one of the keys is that we can pay you top dollar, we can pay you full nice. price. All right. And because we are, and we tell them, we can, and we have to tell them in our message because they won't believe it. We can do that because of our long-term buy and hold approach. Okay. okay. So we, we, we basically tell them our intention is not to flip. We have a long-term buy and hold approach because everybody else is coming. And some of them are learning. Sellers learn that a lot sure. of people are coming and trying to flip their house, right? right. Or wholesale their house or something like that. So a, a very good message. So that's uh, uh you want, and then how do you get that message out? So I put it on a personal postcard when my number one marketing campaign, and I'll, I have a free resource that I can give everybody that walk them exactly how to create a, a million dollar direct mail campaign to get, to get sellers to call you. Okay. It's a, I just lay it out step by step. And my favorite way to approach sellers is to get that free and clear list, preferably retiring landlords that preferably might be in some type of financial distress. You don't have right. to get that targeted, 
but if you can, then uh, just uh, uh, you know, market a, a certain what I call a, a pond. You want to be a big fish in a small pond. Okay. So your your farm area. A lot of investors they spread themselves out too thin. Um, so you want to specialize in an area and become the person to call when you want to sell your house in that area. And you can dominate a market like that uh, if you hit. Uh, an area over and over and over with different types of media. One type of media would be postcards. Another type of media would be post-it notes. Have you ever heard of the root post-it note? Okay. I have, but that's exciting. <laughs> so I want you to tell us about that because <laughs> that is amazing. All right. If, if Now I have, I don't make any money on this, but if you go to the discountprinter.com uh, and look up a uh, root post-it note, it, it, they, they sell them. They've been selling them for 18 years. Okay. It's my template. I'm supposed to, he was originally set up. He was going to give me free post-it notes, you know, right. and he, he put, but you know, he probably owes me like a million of them or, or right. a couple million of them by now, because <laughs> the guy who does this, he, uh, he, he's kind of retired, but he still right. does two things. He, he does cu- customized pens and post-it notes because <laughs> he keeps getting, because people keep <laughs> reordering them. Right. right, right. It, so I learned this, I created this strategy when I got a post-it note on my door and it said delivery notice. Nice. And, and I looked at it and it was a coupon from the local pizza place and, 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 and for pizza delivery. So it was a door to door flyer from the pizza company. So I created <laughs> this little post-it note looks like a package delivery, right? right? And it's it's like, attention, homeowner, we're looking to buy several properties in the neighborhood. We've identified yours as the good content. If you're thinking about selling, give us a call. And again, same message, right? Now, um, we used to drive them to a free recorded message line and a website only and not to have our direct number on there. Today, right. uh, I, I think everybody should have a website. You don't have to, uh, but you want to give them a non-threatening way to respond. Okay, that's how you increase response. So either a website or a free recorded message line so they can learn more okay. without any threat. Right. And your direct number, because a lot of people will, if they're, they'll want to call you and let them. And that's okay. another mistake I see people make is they do this marketing and it's very hard to find out who's actually sending this. And sometimes you call a number and the only thing you can do is leave a message. That's Make don't it hide. skeptical. Yeah. Absolutely. No, you want to, especially today, you want to build that re, that, that, credibility right up front. And you can do that with your marketing. So marketing is salesmanship multiplied. So you're, I'm taking my best sales message that I would say one-on-one with the seller if I was meeting with them and right. I put it in print. Okay? I see. okay. And I can put that in a flyer, you know, like a, th- a three or four page sales letter. I right. can make it look like an article and put it on a two page flyer, insert that in the local shopper magazine. Oh, okay. I see. Okay. Another thing you can do with those post-it notes. So those post-it notes, you can basically have hire someone to put those on all the doors in neighborhoods that you want to buy in. And it works killer. It works killer. Really? But he does. I mean, uh, some people do it. Yes. But most people don't know about it. It always works. It, and it's cheap. It's super cheap. Um, you have to manage getting them out, but that's, that's a drawback, but it's worth it right now. The other thing you can do is take those post-it notes and put it on a local shopper magazine or any type of publication that goes in your area. Okay. Right. So a post-it note on a publication, a flyer in a publication, any ad publications that run ads, I run the same ad in the publication or I run that whole 
uh, or advertorial, that whole sales message as a full page ad in a very cheap, local, targeted uh, newspaper or shopper magazine. Okay. I noticed those editorials that they, they capture my eye because I'm all, I, I read the newspaper to read the marketing is what I really why I read the newspaper these days. But I see that, that we've gotten away from that as a culture, so to speak. But I, I would venture to assume that that's still highly, highly effective. I mean, there's no, it's very simple, Tyler. There's only two ways to design your marketing to make it look personal or right. to make it look important, to make it look like content. Right. So I used to teach people, if you run an ad in the Facebook or in the uh, phone book, the actual phone book, right, that you it should look like a customer service announcement. Okay. okay. Yeah. If you run it in the uh, magazine, it should look like a magazine article. Okay. If you're doing direct mail, it should look like some type of important content or personal. And I like taking the personal approach. Nice. So, so when I create postcards, it's actually like a whole letter on a small postcard and I use an old typewriter font and we have a signature on it and there's no graphics. There's no photo of me. There's no photo of their house. It's just a personal message that's merged their, their, their names merged in there, their properties merged in there. And it doesn't look like it's mass produced. No now, glamour a lot of, shot with, no you, glamour you, shot. you don't, you don't put down your engineering degrees no, no, and, and no, all your no. designations. No, no, no. <laughs> because, because I have so, I have so, I want to give them so many reasons to call me. All right. That's another thing. The next M in your uh, seven elements is your mission. What is the purpose of your message? Do you want them to go to your website and fill out a form? Do you want them to call you? Right. Do you want them to set an appointment? I mean, what do you want them to do next? All right. So I typically say, give us a call or go to our website. Okay. Right. Or give us a call and listen to this free recorded message. So just be very specific. Now, when you send email follow-ups and stuff like that, Every, and that's a mistake people make. That's another M, multiple hits. Uh, if you're not doing multiple hits, you're leaving more than half of your deals, you know, money on, on the table once you generate leads because most, right. mo- most deals come out of the follow-up. But if you're following up with text or emails and stuff or phone, phone messages, tell them specifically what you want them to do next. Don't give them a lot of options. Don't make it complicated. It's like, yeah, uh, hey. I'm ready to, you know, talk numbers, give me a call or reply to this email with, you know, so just tell them exactly what to do. So that's your, you can get your, your message out multiple ways. In fact, Tyler, you can get it out for free. You can send, really? you can, oh, you can't see this. Oh, you can see it. Your audience. I can see it. Yeah. This is a, uh, this is a postcard. This is a 15 inch by 12 inch postcards. See how it looks like an wow. editorial. 15 by 12. That's cra- That's huge. Look at that. It, look, it looks like an article. looks like right. a newspaper. Yeah. Wow. It's the world's largest postcard. Nice. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. And we just sent 7,500 up. Um, now that I can have my entire message for a seller on one side and my entire message for a buyer, for buyers on the other side, I even have room to, for, you know, investors or money partners or something like that. Okay. And you got to be careful about, you know, soliciting money, you know, publicly sure. and stuff, but you can get the word out and offer information. And I've done that very successfully with flyer inserts and stuff like that. This oversized postcard that we can, we can mail that to an entire, um, you know, we could just saturate neighborhoods with every da- door direct mail. Okay. But, okay. but what you can do is 
your message could fit on an eighth of this huge card. I see. Okay. And you could sell the other seven spaces to non-competing businesses and you can mail as millions of postcards for free. So this is kind of like the, the uh, family restaurant menu thing. Essentially you've got the menu and on the menu, you've got ads from all the businesses in the area and they're the ones that are actually fronting the cost for this, this table, this place setting to be sitting in front of you and you're at the table. Yeah. Have you, have you seen the cooperative marketing like in Valpac, Money Mailer, where you get yes. an envelope? Okay. So that's an example of cooperative marketing. Everybody right. pays to be in there, right? Nice. And if you if you set that up on a postcard, your 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 message goes for free. In fact, you can make money just you know sending it just out. Just doing that, right? <laughs> that's brilliant. See, it's the simple. Sometimes, guys, listen, if you're hearing, if, I was thinking that when you were just talking, I was thinking, but what about the free, Richard? Because that's a big postcard. So I'm thinking the cost to mail this thing would be massive, but I didn't even think about the fact that you're crowdsourcing but essentially the, the we, postage. We mail, we, went, we mailed it to a targeted list, pre, pre-sorted first class mail for 90 cents a piece. Plus, uh, plus that was the postage plus the printing. Okay. Now, how would you like for 19 cents and have no cost of printing? Yeah, <laughs> that would be epic. All wow. right. You, you just stripped to- everybody's excuse for not doing direct mail, right? Because that's everybody, everybody I talk to doesn't do direct mail. And admittedly, I haven't done a lot of direct mail. I haven't had success with it. Um, but I now as I'm talking to you and as I'm starting to go through your programs, I'm realizing why. Well, but uh, that's a big objection. It's like cost. And I think we just, we just nailed that one. So, wow, that's mind blowing. Okay. Like I said, I'll go ahead and give people a free program on on how to put together a million dollar direct mail campaign and walk through all of these elements. Okay, Perfect. now the, the what I've discovered last year, and I shared this with some of the gurus, and they flipped out. Is uh, nobody I nobody knows this. Nobody's doing it, um, but I discovered it, and I know why they're not doing it. If even if they know about it, so here's let, let me. It's called discount zones. Okay, okay. so if, if you go on the internet and you Google discount zone postcards, you're gonna find several companies that do every door direct mail. And you're gonna be able to uh, schedule mailings and mail postcards for 19 cents, printed, postage, and list, complete. Wow. Oversized postcard, like nine by six. So if you said 10,000 postcards saturating an area, is 1900 bucks complete wow <laughs> now there's some waste involved because you're going to hit vacant houses you're going to hit houses sure. with tenants and stuff like that that's why you can have a multiple what i call a three-in-one message on your on your on your on your card if we're going directly to sellers we just want to talk about sellers but you can just talk to sellers uh because it's cheap enough Okay. And you could also get a, a couple of uh, mailing partners and have a smaller message, what I call two-step message, drive them to the free recorded message or website. So you have your full message right. and you can get it out for free. Okay. And, and, and again, make money on it. So those are called discount zones. The reason why people don't do it is they don't know what to put on the postcard. Oh, I could see that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Uh, you can also... You can also get a free, if ever, if you ever do direct mail, you can have a full color ad emailed to the people on your list for free. And those emails get a 60% open rate 
from the U.S. Postal Service. Okay. Wow. So uh, the U.S. Postal Service has a, a service called Informed Delivery. So you can look that up, Informed Delivery, and you can say Informed Delivery for Marketers, and you'll find the guide. It'll tell you exactly how to do it. Whenever you do direct mail, all you have to do is set up an account with them, uh, give them your list when you mail it, and give them the ad. They tell you how to put the ad together. Right. It's, it's a clickable ad. So people that are signed up, Tyler, for Informed Delivery, uh, they get an email. You don't have it, right? You haven't signed up for informed. I delivery. have not, but I'm taking notes feverishly. So, yeah, <laughs> please continue. I, every, everybody should sign up for informed delivery, so you can see what happens. What happens is they the post office scans the mail that you're going to receive that day and sends you an email in the morning showing you what's in your M, your mailbox. Wow. All right. Now it's a grayscale scan, so it's a grayscale email, except for these free ads that are full color that show right at the top and they're clickable. Get out of here. And it's free. Oh, wow. <laughs> now, now, most people can't take advantage of it. Number one, they don't know, you know, it, the ad has to relate to the direct mail piece. So you need a, you need a good direct mail piece. You got to be doing direct mail and then sure. you got to, you know, you want to have a good ad. And the, when you click on it, you want to have them go to a landing pitch, right? And you want to have a good landing pitch. All right. So there's a lot of different ways to get your message out for free, for low cost. It's never expensive. If it's expensive, you're doing it wrong. The, one of the challenges for a lot of investors is their investing strategy. Like they're only looking for sellers that are highly motivated that will take a big discount on their property, right? right. And that's all they're looking for. I have one of my students, he does about 5 million a year in just wholesales. And I met, right. I met with him in Florida uh, about a year and a half ago. And I said, what are you doing with all the leads that are, that, where you, you know, that are unconverted, that are not that desperate or not that flexible. Right. And he's not, he's not, he's not offering alternatives. And my alternatives is cash versus terms. So yeah. you go back to them and it, and you offer more money, right? If they wait for some of their cash, it's, it's very wow. simple. Yeah, and then you're actually putting the monetize. You're in, in essence monetizing those leads because you're going to close. You're going to close them. Some of them, or yes. normally you just cast them aside. So, and, and here's a here's another way to get free leads. Okay, is find other investors that are generating leads where they're not converting them. So I like going to wholesalers who have all these unconverted leads and say, look, look, just give them to me, and we'll do this deal if I close any of them. Right? It's they're. It's just turning their trash into cash. So right. everybody can do that. I think another way to get deals is networking. That's the number one way. You could go, you could get a deal within the next week if you get out there and network with people, either online or offline. Right. But networking with the right people, uh, you should be networking with investors. I travel a lot. I, I work with a lot of real estate influencers. So I've kind of graduated toward instead of working individual, you know, investors getting started, right. I just kind of give that information out for free and to them and, and students of other influencers, but I kind of hang out with influencers and help them fix their marketing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause that's a great place to start. Cause it's terrible. <laughs> uh, not only their marketing for their education business and their support business, but also, yeah, I can help them fix some of the tools they they're given their their students right yeah go ahead and use this template or use this tool use this letter to almost every single tool out there tyler i see can be improved very oh, simply absolutely. 
and a lot of and a lot of it's what I call marketing incest. Okay, people are just doing the same stupid things over and over and getting right. stupid results. Okay, monkey so, see, monkey do. And some people just don't know any better. They just their trust. They trust whoever told them to run this campaign or do this particular thing. You know, do this one thing and you'll get all the leads you need. Yeah. Right. I, rich in an hour. I think I think you should get a, you should be getting at least a 10 to 20 to 1 return on the dark. You, you spend $5,000, you should be making at least 50 to 100, okay? At least. I I would say 100. Uh depending on your investing model. So you want to be a transaction engineer, you want to if you don't know how to offer different solutions, then partner up with someone who can. That's what I do with short sales. I don't, I hate short sales, right? So I have oh, a buddy who does short sales. <laughs> so I'll just give them to him, right? One thing I hear you saying is you're, you're marketing to a larger audience, which in, in, instead of what I see a lot of investors do is they tend to market an exit strategy and they talk at such a level that the, the recipient of the ad or the, the letter or the postcard, they don't understand what the hell they're talking about. Like, to a layperson, they don't get subject to. Subject to what? What are you talking about subject to? I don't understand subject you to. Should sub you should never. Okay, number one, you should never in your marketing or even on the phone to a prospect until you've built rapport, find out their hot button, find out what they're trying to accomplish, see how you could help. Right. And even if you're going to offer to take their loan subject to, I don't say that. I say, if what one of the things we can do is we can get you this price and, the, and this money and this cash flow, right? Right. Uh, if if you would allow us to to take over your loan, take be, become responsible for it, make all the payments until it's paid off. Okay, because you have a good loan, you got a good interest rate, it allows us to pay more. Okay. Uh, so I we say take care of your loan. We don't say buy it subject to um, another problem. I've seen people rip off, not rip off, but model or whatever. My yeah. some of my best postcards and they're actually with some of the mailing houses now but they say screwed them up okay they changed it like my best you know that post-it note i told you about tyler yep yep That's, i just repurposed that into a postcard it's my second best postcard my best postcard is the magic book hands down the right. second best is the notice postcard looks like the same copy as a post-it note however the the mailing houses that have uploaded that and changed it one of them is almost really good. And, but then they put in there, I can pay you all cash or payments on your equity. I, <laughs> nobody wants payments on their equity. Yes, you can offer that later, but that's not a benefit to a seller. Someone wants to sell their house. Unless you, you know, I will, I will, I will mention that that's a possibility when I'm in, I have a, like a page on a website for, Retiring landlords, right? Right. So, right. so we can say turn your equity into cash or reliable monthly income because I know a lot of it, uh, retiring landlords like the income, but they're they're tired of the management or the hassles or the you know uncertainty in the market, and we can help them retire and it, and we can give them the same or more cash flow and give them top dollar for their property and buy all their properties as is and and not disturb any of the tenants. That's why I really like targeting retiring landlords that have lots of equity. Interesting. It, it's your message and your approach. Also, they, the, the retiring landlords will get a, take a big hit if they've owned the properties a long time with capital gains tax. How do you? Oh yeah. How Absolutely. do you avoid that? Take your money over time. Take it. Take it. You only have to pay taxes on the money when you get it. Let's spread it out. Yeah. 
So in your marketing, you're not giving the, and this is, I guess, where we're going with the mistake is that it's, it tends like a lot of people that are marketing that without experience to your level, they're they're marketing a diagnosis and they haven't even examined the patient yet. Oh, I, like this whole subject two thing. It's like, well, how do you even know that a they even have a loan? I mean, and if you're marketing, I've had people literally, Richard, tell me, I sent a list, I, I marketed to a list of um, free and clear properties and nobody responded. Okay, well, and I'm just, people call me off the podcast and they want me to take a peek at something. So they'll send me a, their marketing piece and it's like, what are you talking about subject two? The house is free and clear, wasn't it? I mean, you marketed to a free and clear list. Why are you using Technobabble? Yeah. And the other, yeah, the other thing would be, um, lease options. I will, I will buy or lease your house. Like, or I'll buy or lease option your house. You're using that jargon. Again, what people don't understand the benefit is you got to talk about just the benefits to the seller and you're, yeah, you want, what's in it for me? You, you want to be offering, you want a whole toolbox of solutions. You might have only one solution, but the solution for them is to sell their house quickly and easily and get a, a fair price and all of that. Right. So that's what you talk about. How you do it is less is not important. That that depends on their situation. You you won't know their situation until you call. A big mistake, Tyler. I see is a, a one mailhouse asked me to fix up all their postcards because they have they tried to model my notice postcard and they screwed up on that. They have different <laughs> they have different messages for different markets. You don't need to do that. Okay. Right. So they so they have um so if if you are mailing to someone who's in a divorce list, all okay. right, or bankruptcy list or a foreclosure list. All right. And you say, I know you're in divorce. I know you're in bankruptcy. I know you're in foreclosure. That's the worst thing you can do. I would get mad. I thought something like that came on my, my <laughs> mailbox. It's like, I don't want my dirty laundry aired out there. I know my wife hates me, but goodness gracious, don't put it on a mail piece. And my mailman knows it now. <laughs> no, exactly. I, one of the top, you know, pre-foreclosure gurus many years ago hired me to, to create a foreclosure po postcard for him and his students, but I never used it because I, I didn't want to send a postcard saying, Hey, avoid or stop foreclosure and get the cash you need fast. Right. I, I, that you could put that in a letter, but even in a letter, I would hit that list if I wanted that type of deal. Right. And, but I would, I, would, I would say the same thing I do with my Magic Bullet postcard. Hey, we're looking to buy houses in the neighborhood. If you're thinking about selling, give us a call. You can get these benefits. And don't say anything about them being in distress. I see. So we're capturing, we're going wide. If we're looking, thinking about a sales funnel, we're going wide then to capture people that A, are, really, are thinking about selling their house. For whatever reason, they're thinking about selling their house. And then I guess your, your future marketing starts to whittle them down or do they... Hopefully well, they, they pick up the phone and call you and then you take them down that okay. way. Or Okay. So we're going wide with our message. Our message is, hey, we buy houses. Here right. are all the benefits that you can enjoy if you're looking to sell your house before you list it with an agent or try selling it on your own. Call us right. first. If it doesn't work out, you have all your other options. But sure. we could probably do this, this, and this for you and make it very easy and inviting and personal and be reachable uh, right. and get them to call you. Now, the people that are motivated... Uh, they a lot of times their their motivation is hidden. Guess what? If anybody calls off your your marketing, a seller, they have motivation. Yeah. Oh yeah. They have motivation, and lot, sometimes it's hidden. So what you, you you go through the five step you know sales process where you build rapport, find a need, link 
their need to what you're offering, close and then follow up. So number one, you got to build rapport and then you got to find that need. And that's all you should be doing is, is, is building rapport and what, as you gather information about their property, looking to find out what their hot button is and their need. You know, I never ask a seller, you know, why they're selling or how much they want. I, <laughs> so, your, so your script is also important, right? When the, your approach. Right. So, and so, because I know I can pay any price they want. It's only a matter of when. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, when. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So, so I, I have a wow formula. It's WWOW. It's like, uh, when are you looking to sell? Right. That can get you a lot of information that you want and motivation, right? And, and pre-screen it very quickly. No, I don't have a house for sale. <laughs> Why'd you call me, right? right. Uh, what have you done to, to find a buyer? Yeah, all, already. And then that, that you find out if it's listed, if it's for sale by owner, if it's going into foreclosure, you know, or no, I'm just getting started. Or I'm 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 just thinking about selling. You're you know I've got prompted by your postcard, whatever. And again, hidden motivation, right? Right. And we say we can we can close you know next week or or next in the next six months, whatever works for you, right? Okay. So the other guys say I I'll, I'll close in seven days. I'll close in twenty four hours. When most sellers are not that desperate, most no. see, they're they're trying to scream at sellers to only get desperate sellers that will. They'll respond to that crappy marketing. Okay. So <laughs> I, can you imagine though, if you think you're, I guess that really does, that makes a lot of sense because I'm thinking about it. It's like, so if I'm, if I'm in my home right now and I want to sell my home, I'm not quite prepared to move in seven days or less. So if I misunderstand that message, you're going to kick me out of my house in seven days. That's going to scare the crap out of me. Right. Who only if it was like a, a, a vacant house. Yeah. I'd love right. to close in seven days because it's been vacant for a while and yeah, let's do it. Right. But right. Uh, it, but sometimes it's like tenant occupied and buy realistically, if you buy a house, don't you need a few weeks to do your due diligence, set up the closing and do Absolutely. all that. So, so you're, you're, I, I do have an ad. It's like how to get an offer on your house within 17 seconds. Hmm. Okay. It's a Facebook ad. Right. And essentially I just say, uh, what do you think your, your house is worth? Uh, if that's what it's worth, we can pay that. Give us a call. <laughs> oh, wow. Because <laughs> I guess the rational mind to be like, well, I guess I should probably call if I want that money. <laughs> That's so beautifully simplistic. It's amazing. <laughs> All right. So, um, so we were talking about the uh, yeah the of uh, uh, that seller message. Uh, oh, the wow formula. So it's right. like, yeah. So when you want to sell, uh, what have you done to sell the house yet? Uh, is it free and clear, or do you have a mortgage? Now, I sort not for motivation. I sort for equity because there's so many things I can do if they have equity. Okay. All right. And they're I don't care about motivation. Now, I want to find out it is, but that's not how I pre-screen. I pre-screen for equity. Okay. okay. Um, so is it free and clear or I have a mortgage? Oh, I have a mortgage. Well, what do you think it would take to pay that off? Well, why do you need to know? Well, any liens, in order for me to get clear title, I'd probably have, we'd have to pay off anything that's attached to the property. Do you have a mortgage? Yeah. What do you think would pay it off? Right. So, right. um, so people struggle with that. Hey, do you mind telling me what you might owe on the property? It would help me out just a lot. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, God. I don't know. Why is that such a big question? I don't understand. It's like, that's because, that's, like, because it's because a lot of times it's, they had, they're calling that they're, they're doing outbound marketing. They don't have the rapport there. Someone calls you out yeah. of the blue. 
and says, asking his personal information is, and, and they don't even know if they want to sell or whatever. Right. right. But if someone says, yeah, I'm, I might consider selling what, what, what do you have in mind? You know, how much can you pay me? That's what, you know, everybody wants to know. Sure. When they call. So when they call you, it's a lot easier to get that information and you build the rapport asking the other questions first. Okay. Right. And then the, so the next W is, uh, if I had an appraiser come out next week and had the property appraised, do you have any idea what it might appraise for? Just a ballpark. <laughs> All right. So I just want to, I don't want to know what they want to sell it for. I want to know what they think it's worth. Right. That's a, that's a very important. I'm glad you brought that up because boy, that is a very different set of answers. Yeah. What do you exactly. think it's worth versus what do you want? I want a million dollars. My problem is it's a trailer that's over on one side and slid down the mountain. So it's worth like, you know, a grand. Oh, and that's the, that's the next question. Uh, I think it's worth a million dollars. Okay. Um, oh no, I, they think it would appraise for a million dollars. I say, okay. So you think it would appraise for a million dollars because, it, well, here's, here's the trap that I'm talking about. If someone says, yeah, I'll sell, but I, I want a million dollars, right? So my, my question is, do you think it would appraise for a million dollars? It doesn't matter. That's what I want. Well, you, you, <laughs> you actually, that's, that helps you with so how long you're going to spend right. on the call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I never throw those in the trash because you have to ask someone five or more times to, to do whatever you want them to do. It's okay. salesmanship, right? Yep, absolutely. So I'm just going to put them on my follow-up list and I'm going to hit them every, you know, you know, initially every month for a few months and then every quarter forever until they sell the house or tell me, you know, uh, to go away. You, you want to build a list of all your leads, and then you want to follow up on your leads systematically. And I have very easy ways to do that. So when you do the get into the follow-up phase, you've done a postcard, you've done direct mail, they've reached out. At some point, you've had an initial conversation with them. You've categorized them, put them in a bucket. Do you have a preferred method? I mean, do you put them on a different mail campaign? Do you pick up the phone and cold call them? Do you, or not? I guess it wouldn't be a cold call at that point. It'd be a warm call. But is it telephonic yeah. or text? Well, or? well uh, I... I have some tools that I use. If you go to repodia.com forward slash tools, or you click on tools on there or whatever, there's different tools that I use. I think you need, there's, we have all this technology today, right? Right. Um, but, but I like teaching the strategy. See, I'm teaching this. I want to teach you the seven elements of a marketing campaign so you can apply it to any type of campaign. Right. Right. All right. That that's called what I call sledgehammer techniques. Right. So for, for, for categorizing, leads, you know, uh, you got to understand the basics and the basics to me, it's A, B or C. Okay. okay? All right. So it's A, it's active. It's B, it's follow-up and C, it's dead. So all the contacts, and by the way, you want to build your in-house contact list. Everybody you come in contact with, everybody, vendors, title companies, you know, uh, buyers, sellers, everybody, put them on your contact list. It's a get- you want to work your, your house list. You want to build it and work it because there's tons of money in there, right? right. And, and so I, I do a couple of times a year, I'll send out like a, I like uh, be around Thanksgiving, sending out a greeting card calendar for the next year, right? Just okay. to everybody on my list. But it has a little classified ad. Hey, sell your house as is at a fair price on the day of your choice. You buy houses, free record a message, you know? So it, oh, it, has, it has a little classified ad on it. And now I go around town and I see my calendar all over. Town. Right. And you're staying top of mind. That's brilliant. Cause it, it's I, yes. And, and, but these are people that are on my list. The people I've, I've contacted with 
And so you want to build that contact list. And then, yeah, once two or three times a year, just remind them what you do. Right. Okay. Because I have a little sales uh, memo that goes in with that calendar card. Um, but you can just send out a, a kind of a, a postcard message, postcard letter, postcard newsletter. But, uh, you know, direct mail gets people's attention. You can always email them. That's great. But realize a lot of people are not hanging on, on you know, to, to read all your emails or seeing all your emails. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's got to be something amazing on the inside for them to open it. And these days, half the, the spam filters are working against you from day one. All right. So how do we get on that topic? We were answering something else. We, we, we were talking about mission and getting into, we, we covered who are we targeting? We want to make sure, you know, obviously have our message would be number two, then the, uh, the media, the postcard, okay. the, whatever it is. And then the mission, what the mission is the your intent, intent the intent right. of every single thing you do. Okay. Yeah. The follow-up. That's what we were on the, right. the tools. So, Oh, and we're talking about pre-screening. So it's a, B and C. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, the next M is multiple hits. These are all M's, by the way, the seven M's okay. of marketing. And uh, so that's your, uh, not only do you hit prospects multiple times to get them to respond cost-effectively, right? You also uh, want to follow up. And so A is active. That means you got a property information sheet. You know, you, you haven't, they haven't rejected your offer yet. It's active. You know, you haven't made your offer. They haven't rejected it yet, right? It's active. Right. Okay. B is they've rejected your offer. They said, no, not now. And people don't say no. They say not now. <laughs> right. It, it, that's a mindset, right? And so you say, okay, great. You have some other options. Yeah, go ahead and pursue your other options. I always, if they say no, it's like, great. I always agree. Sure. I always, and it's like, okay, what are you going to do? I want to know specifically what they're going to do. And it says, that sounds great. If that doesn't work out, just give me a call back. I don't ask them if I can call them back. That's, I think that's a mistake. I right. tell them. If, if anything changes, call me back. Now, I will call them back, but I'm not asking permission. I'm telling them, what do I want them to do? What's the next step? Call me when that doesn't work out. That's, That's the right. next step. <laughs> right. Care, right. Never ask questions that you don't want answers to. <laughs> Can I call you back? Hell no. Get off my list. If that doesn't work out, this is some hypnotic language NLP. If that doesn't work out for you and, and it turns it to be a big hassle for you and, and, and feel free to give me a call back and we can revisit this. Right. Nice. All right. So um, that that's a follow-up. So follow-up, they go into your, all you have to do is just send out a postcard to your follow-up every, every month, you know, uh, or, you know, if they're really good, you can categorize the, the you, you want to prioritize the follow-ups because you have some hot follow-up leads because you right. know, you know that it's not going to work out for them. So you want to talk to them in a couple of weeks, right? And 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 then, um, hey, how's that working for you? Or has anything changed? Or, you know, uh, or you make offers, right? And you follow up. And I always try and find out what I need to do to adjust my offers to make it work. But get, contact them in, in two or two weeks or four weeks or, or longer if you need to, depending on their situation. And, and, and just do a personal, you know, hey, have you sold the house yet? We're still interested in buying what's been going on with it. Right. So that could be a, that could be a text. That could be an email. That could be a phone call and it could be a letter or a postcard. So this is kind of basically the nurturing phase this multiple hits phase. You're, you're nurturing them. You're keeping, you're staying front of mind. You're keeping the lines of communication open in case they, you know, people's situations change. Exactly. Like, and the guy that's not motivated today, well, his wife now needs toe surgery or something and <laughs> he needs an well, extra 10 grand. 
And that's the benefit of post-it notes, flyers, and direct mail. It sits around. It has this response potential. People call you a year or two, five years later. Right. Because we tell them on the postcard, if you're not ready to sell, keep this with your important house paperwork. Okay. I like so. that. I like that. Especially <laughs> right. the older folks. So the older folks actually have a vault of that important house paperwork. And people, yes, people do it. And so the follow-up, so it's a moving parade. So if we if we if I hit all the absentee owners with free and clear houses in this particular zip code that have a low economic indicator and and a and a tax link, <laughs> well that's right. pretty that's pretty stacked list, right? Right. Um, actually, I would mail that more often if it was just more of a general absentee owner and a zip code with equity, and I have no idea if they they're motivated or have an interest in selling. I would just hit that list every quarter. Okay, okay, every quarter. So you want to hit every every list or every campaign, every seller, you, you want to cost effectively hit them five or more times. So a campaign should be five or more hits. I it's five I say more. five to eight. I say five to eight. So if we hit them every quarter, we do that for two years, that's eight hits. So we just hit that list four times a year. And then at the end of the year, we update the list and keep mailing to it. You know, get, refresh the data from wherever we got it from. Right. Um but yeah, that's a that's a full campaign, uh, five or more times. Um, so that's your follow up. Yeah, that's your multiple hits. Okay. So the next M, Tyler, is metrics. You have to measure everything. You know, you you, you don't you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> that could get expensive if you don't. <laughs> All right. When you when you say, when people are spending five thousand or ten thousand and not doing a deal. What, what drives me crazy if they're spending five or 10,000 and getting a deal. Okay. Uh, because it depends on your, what's the, so you got to know what is, and I, I do in this program, I, I'll give everybody, we talk about uh, your metrics. Okay. So right. what is the average profit per deal? So I, if you're a wholesaler, it might be between five and 15, 20,000, right? If you just right. flip, if you're a fix and flipper, it might be 50 or a hundred or whatever. What's your average profit per deal? Buy and hold, for me, it's between seventy-five and two hundred thousand per deal. So okay. uh, I just call it seventy-five for my planning, right? But it's more than that, right? Right. So, um, and that's the money I get up front when I buy the cash flow I get each month, and then the cash later. You add that up; it's usually about one hundred fifty grand. So, like lifetime um, value per deal, basically. So, what's the yeah? What's the average profit per deal? And so it's not cost per lead or cost per response or anything like that. That's only so you can compare different campaigns. It's if you spend $2,500, did you get a deal uh, with okay. that, you know, with at least 50 to a hundred grand, right? That's right. a, that's a win. If um, now some people are saying, because they, they don't have good and uh, they're not a transaction engineer or they have a bad approach or they're, they're limited in their solutions but some people are told, I, I listened to a podcast yesterday where they were saying, if you get four to one on your marketing, you're doing good. No, no. Mm. You know, you spend a thousand, you make four, you spend 10,000, right. you make 40. You're doing it wrong. There's something broken in your campaign. Really? You got it, yes, because you, it's either fix up your, uh, your message or the design of your message. Because your design, if it looks like junk mail, it's not going to get the attention you want. It's junk mail. <laughs> if it looks like a duck, it is a duck. <laughs> if you run an ad, it looks like an ad. You're right? screwing it up. Okay. <laughs> and, That's awesome. And, and then the message. 
I see these postcards where it's very redundant. Like I said, buy your house as is seven days, no realtor, save commissions. And they have the same brief message on both sides of the postcard. I fill up both sides of the postcard with all this, you know, reasons to respond and benefits to them. Okay. And, um, and, and a softer approach, not yelling at them. I want to buy your house. Well, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I could close it an hour and a half. Big deal. All right. <laughs> I can't. So, so the, yeah, whenever you run a marketing campaign, you want to know your metrics. So like how many calls did you get? Right. How many, how many, um, sellers did you actually talk to? How many did you make offers to? Right. How many did, uh, you, did you, you know, do a contract close? With now, I close all of my contracts. Some people that where they're getting contracts and they're only going to close unless they find a you know all these contingencies, then right. that's that's a different metrics. But when I get a contract, I got a deal. So it's like how many how many contracts did I get, and then um, and if I know the average profit per deal, then I can I I can know if my marketing campaign's working. So postcards typically we spend about twenty fifteen hundred to twenty five hundred dollars, you know, to make fifty to hundred. To twenty five hundred to make fifty to hundred. Okay, so then right. you know you can feasibly look at that and say, okay, if I want to, if if I need another hundred in the bank, then I need yeah. to do X amount of mailings to this list, and generally right. I should pick up enough leads to probably facilitate that happening, give or take a little bit. Yeah, the only limitations is, uh, do you have another uh, set of similar folks you can mail to? Right, it right. might be. So if you're if you've maxed out the best prospects in your marketplace in your farm area. Then you maybe add it. That's this is what I do: is add another farm area, preferably locally. But today you can actually do it virtually. All right, but it's better to be, do it locally and nearby. But I think uh, one of the ways to fix your marketing is to go where there's less competition. Is to get out of the high density metro areas, go out on the sprawl, get a little further out. This is where right. people. It's more affordable. I think affordability is real important going forward, and it's always been. And uh, as far as your metrics go, uh, if so, for example, if I spend uh, 1500 on postcards, that might be 3000 postcards, 50 cents a piece. Right. Right. And I would expect to get, you know, 20 or 30 calls, make 10 or 12 offers, get one of those accepted on the first on the front end. Right. And then one or two or three more, you know, with the follow up. OK, so. All right. That's pretty good numbers. All right. So, yeah, well, that, and that's, I'm the marketing guy. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, you've got it dialed in. So you right. eliminated the junk mail part. <laughs> and so I, if someone's having trouble with their marketing, I always want to see what they're doing. And I can usually know what, what's not working about it, what's wrong with it. And, okay. and give them, you know, so even if they have a different message, a different approach or whatever, I can maybe just fix up that existing campaign, even though I would do something different that particular right. campaign because it maybe they are getting a four to one right but let's let's get an eight to ten to one let's get or you okay. know, boost it up um the last m mindset mindset okay there is no failure only feedback every marketing campaign is a test you got to test your list i don't have to you know once you create marketing tools that work you don't have to test the the, the tool uh but you have to test the the market who you mail and where you mail or where you target, who you target, right? Um, the media, you're going to test your, uh, if you have a good message, you're, you're always, you can test different types of media. You like, you can right. test the post-it notes, you can test ads in the, in the paper, you can test online ads, um, offline ads, 
trying to think. I don't like the outbound, even though I can, anybody having trouble with the outbound, I can help them fix it um, because it's usually related to their, either their targeting or their message. So when I, when, when, when we follow up with people with like outbound uh, texting, right. Uh, or if we do any outbound texting to a cold list, uh, we, we just want them to respond. That's all. In fact, most of your marketing, you just want them to respond. When you mail postcards, you just want them to respond. You're not asking them. You're not trying to buy their house. You just want them to raise their hand. So exactly. if, you're, if you're texting, it's don't, I don't say, Hey, I'm Richard. I'm looking to buy houses in your neighborhood. If you're thinking about selling, give me a call. I don't say that. I say, uh, I say, yeah, I, I said, well, what do I say? I, my, my, my JV, I buy houses with my JV partner and he does this. Um, we say, um, yeah, is this, it's like, I was texting you about one, two, three main street. Is, is, is this John? Oh, so that's in a form that's getting them to raise their hand. So you're, you're looking for the acknowledgement, not necessarily the close when they reach out, then you can get to the close. So the close comes later. Yeah. We're just saying, Hey, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm John. Like, Oh, John, um, make a quick cut. Can I click real quick? I have a question on your house. Oh, yeah. Well, so that's the hand raise you're talking you, about. Yeah. No, but okay. you can also, once they respond, say, yeah, this is John. And then you can actually tell them, hey, uh, I was looking to buy some houses in your neighborhood. I was wondering if you were ever thinking about selling. You can tell them, right? You don't have to hide it. Right. But in the in the beginning, you want to identify is, is those seven numbers that I'm texting to, which one is John? Is, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nope, this is Susan. Used to be John, and, now I'm Susan. And then some people like to text back and forth. That's fine. It's like, hey, John, great. You want to do a call? call? No, what do you want to know? Well, I, want, I need to know this stuff. Okay, and he gives it. So you can communicate by text. And it's like, well, how about, can you email me here? So if they want to do text, email, or whatever, do what they want to do. But of course, you always want to get them on the phone as soon as they're right. ready. And give them reasons. So use... I like that. So you're using a blended approach. And I I know that there are people out there that teach there is one way and the old, this is the only way that will work and there is no other way. And and when I hear that type of stuff, I think, right, but marketing is all about test and measure. And if you only try one thing, you test and measure and it fails. What do you do? Just decide you want to become a golf pro instead. I mean, how does that work? Well, well, I had uh, one of my students, he got real popular at sending postcards and stuff. And then he got popular doing online ads and stuff uh, right. for folks. And when they changed the Facebook uh, ad rules, um, oh, yeah. it, 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 you know, if you were just relying on in, uh, you know, Facebook, Facebook ads, and then they change it. Right. Yep. Uh, in fact, I have another buddy who's doing, you know, seminars and stuff for real estate investors and right. their entire success, successful model was Facebook ads and they got shut down on Facebook and they were like, hey. They had to scramble, right? Yeah. And pivot. Um, so you you don't want just one marketing method. You want two or three. That's good advice. Want, yeah. You know, That's great advice. I mean, even even though my favorite is uh, cheap postcards is uh, the post office could shut down one day. Right? Well, yeah. And if you look at their financials, that's probably pretty realistic. <laughs> They're kind of a mess. <laughs> I, tried, I tried to do an every door direct mail campaign online. At their every door direct campaign, click the mail site, and I just couldn't. I couldn't even do it. Uh, I, it's it, the trying to work with the post office. It, it's for a local charity here, and, right. and so I thought the it's for the Fourth of July, 
And so I, I wanted to get it done quickly because we right. I'm in a rural area and there's no printer for like, you know, uh, 90 minutes. Right. So it's like, I'll just print it online. I'll go through them. And, but no, it's, they're going to, they, I, I have to set, send them my, my carrier routes. And then I have to talk to someone on the phone and it, it could be done just automatically. So yeah, the post off crazy. I have a, uh, off the cuff question. That's basically it, my part, my business partner that we do do deals together. He's looking to buy a small multifamily. He's out, and I'm asking this because you're a marketer and you're in Colorado and he's in Fort Collins. I'm sure you know the Fort Collins area, uh, but it's a very high end, high pricey type community. Is it reasonable to say that the problems ex- that exist in any other city in Colorado also exist in Fort Collins? In other words, finding motivated sellers that have some motivation to sell following this program, following this mindset, this is going to apply in pretty much any market because is it true that these type of problems exist in every market? In other words, to get the seller to pick up the phone, just general problems. Unmotivated sellers, unmotivated sellers or general. Generally, is there motivation just because an area like Fort Collins is a very nice market. Everything's real nice. There's no, there's no low income housing. There's no nothing. It's all real nice. It's the one that, it's the one city that uh, for those listening. So what? what are, well, okay, so if someone has a nice what multifamily property that yeah, you small buy, right. and, and you contact the seller, what are you doing for them? How are you helping them? There you go. That's you got to help people. You have to yep. help people. All right. Now they may you may uh, you may do some uh, education, right? And and say, look, you know, uh, we work with a lot of multi, uh, multi, we, we talk with a lot of. Uh, property owners that have owned the property for a long time have had a, had a lot of success like you. Right. And they find out later uh, because uh, for, for tax reasons and other reasons, personal reasons that they waited too long to sell. And um, they didn't, they didn't like cash out when the time was right. We think uh, the market's going to be changing. We don't know, but we don't care because we're going to buy long-term. Okay. Are you nice. planning on selling in the next six to two, six months or two years? If so, give us a call. We might give you a game plan. Oh, that's perfect. That <laughs> captures a big wide audience. Oh, I love that. <laughs> but, Mike's probably listening going, Oh yeah. <laughs> so you, what you got to do is you got to get, give them good reasons to respond. So you can find out if there is a need. Right. And the response, the way you, the way you posed it, it's the, all. It's about them. It's the value. If you're thinking of just selling in the next six years or six months to two years, because you want to capture the end of that cycle, great. Here we are. Yeah. Let us know. I love that. Yeah, yeah. You got to come up with reasons why a seller who's not thinking about selling might consider it. Uh, and so I had a, a real estate agent client who we we were in uh, Sarasota. Right. And high end uh, hot market. Right. And the approach was uh, showing them the market, what the market has done. Right. Oh, I see. The trend. And it's like, all right, do you think that's going to continue or do you think now's a good time to sell? <laughs> <laughs> Pose the question, let them answer the fill in the blank themselves. That's good because you figure in this world, 50 percent of the time you're going to they're going to pick the one you want. Yeah. So, and, it, and so, yeah, it's giving them reasons to respond, finding out a need. If you can't help, if they don't have a problem and you're, you're not providing any value, there's no reason why you should make any money, you know, uh, on the deal. It's not a deal. That's good mindset. Uh, so you got to get, uh, if they do respond and they don't have a problem, 
it's like they could become one of your buyers. They could become one of your tenants. They could become one of your private investors, they, but uh, they could send you referrals. So you always want to keep whenever someone takes the courage to respond to your marketing, you want to treat them right. You want to build that relationship. You want to care about them. <laughs> that's, so that right there you out. go. Keep you care. Go. Yeah, exactly. It's like, that's the gold. That means the marketing worked. They called you. Yes, maybe they're not ready to sell their property or hell, maybe they sold it yesterday. But the fact that they reached out, you just mentioned seven different things where that lead could become valuable and you could exchange some value back to them, which is frankly why we should be doing this to your point um, for in the very beginning. Because as long as we're, I believe that if we operate, and I know you teach this as well, we operate from with a servant's heart. You're here to help the sellers, not here to steal their house. You're not here to beat up the buyers on the other end if you're going to flip it to somebody else. You're here to add value, to bring value to the real estate investing community or the or the real estate community, period. Uh, I love that. That's a real good mantra. Well, you, now, you're all, when you do outbound marketing, well, so direct mail is a type of outbound marketing. Uh, I, I don't like the outbound texting or uh, cold calling or uh, ringless voicemail and stuff just because I don't need to do it. And I don't right. – uh, uh, some people – they, can, I, they don't need to do it either. Um, so <laughs> the, the direct mail, you will get some people say, why are you, why are you mailing? Why are you targeting me? Or why are you mailing this or stop mailing me? Right. Well, I didn't target. I typically might, might've not targeted for motivation and they're, they are they're Maybe they're in foreclosure and they're getting other foreclosure stuff, or they think right. I know they're in foreclosure or something. So when you get an angry person, don't, don't be surprised and don't worry about it. Right. However, take care of them. So it's like, oh, I apologize. We're just we're looking to buy in that area. And so if you're not interested in selling, you know, that's that's fine. Um, right. This is like, take me off your list. And uh, and then <laughs> I've had students and stuff. I don't do this. Uh, I have students and stuff go back and said um, somewhere, somehow t- turn it around. <laughs> you know, that's angry person. and then turn it around and get them on the list or find out they actually do want to sell the house. Um, so, uh, but yeah, if, if someone, okay. So when I do marketing, Tyler, right. I'm only looking for people that want to sell. If they don't want to sell, I don't want to talk to them. You're not going to beat them into it. I love that. In fact, in fact, that's what the mark when you, whenever you do an ad or a marketing message or a sales message, speak only Nobody else, only to the person that you're speaking to. You're speaking to people that, okay, so it's like, you know, you you probably suffered a lot of challenges, you know, making a decision to sell your house or not. And last time, you know, or whether you should put it on the market or not, right? You're, you're, it doesn't make sense to anybody unless they were thinking that. <laughs> right. Right. No, I'm not thinking about selling my house. What's wrong with you? <laughs> no, no. Yeah. So it's, it's like, okay, I don't care about them. Right. right? But the person, if I, so if I use language that speaks, and that's what I do with my magic bullet postcard, I know what's important to sellers. They want to, they want a quick and easy sell. They'd love to sell it as is they want a fair price. They don't want any hassles. They don't want any funny business. They want to put it on the market. They don't want to sp- spend any money. Ha- they have to, they want the flexibility of closing whenever they want, right? I just speak right. to all of that and I offer it because I can deliver that. And if you can't deliver that, learn how to deliver it. Otherwise, find a partner who can deliver on it so you can flip that deal to them. And that's an important one is I see a lot of deals I 
getting pitched around and they're daisy chained. There's all these different people involved. It's like we've lost sight of what we're doing for the seller in this mess, guys. It's like this is not about the seller. This is about everybody making twenty five hundred bucks off this poor bastard. It's like, geez, <laughs> just yeah. have them call a realtor at this point. It's too convoluted. <laughs> no, that that that's 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 yeah. A lot of people kind of doing it wrong uh, because. I, I, because I'm, I've, I've never flipped a deal because if it's a deal, I want the deal. If it's right. a real deal, if it's right. a real deal. Um, now, if it's a very tight deal or a non-deal, I have a whole course, you know, the five by five real estate profit system, which is how to turn non-deals into deals, into which deals. is, right. which is to me, a non-deal is something I'm, I'm not going to buy. Right. All right. Oh, and back Doesn't to our, your parameters. Yeah. Back to the, the A, B and C. Right. A, active. B, follow up, close this loop. C is dead. So anybody that calls me that uh, says, take me off your list. I, I don't own this house. You got the wrong person or I already sold the house or it's just a, not a non-deal. Right. I mean, right. so it's, it's dead. I don't need to follow up on them. But if they say, no, we're not interested in selling. All right. Uh, is it OK if I uh, mail you some information about my company? OK. Right? And uh, no, don't even bother. I'll mail it anyways. <laughs> All right. So put them on the follow-up list because you had that conversation. But ideally, people go, um, you have a good conversation. It's nice. It's like right. you're letting them off the hook. Yeah. And yeah, this whole approach about beating up sellers and trying to make offers on the first call, uh, it, that's not how I would do it. It amazes me that's even a thing these did. People go for that, but that is what it is. That is not marketing. That is prospecting. So there's a difference between marketing and That's sales. A good point. That's okay, a really there's good marketing, point. which is salesmanship multiplied. Right. And then there's prospecting, where you're trying to find someone who might be a customer. Thanks. So, Richard, to somebody that's a sales process. That's a sales process. To somebody that wants to roll up their sleeves and get this done, you've got a wide range of education products out there. Where do we begin? We want to start implementing direct mail where we we realize that there's opportunities here it's knocking on the door it's time to take action what's the next step where do we go from here this is actually a couple of years ago when the you know with the lockdowns and stuff prior to that i was telling people this is the perfect time to apply some of these creative strategies yes. and take it and 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 get and position yourself for the economic challenges that we're going to be facing because I created uh, my main strategy back in 2007 during the mortgage market meltdown uh, right prior to the 2008 financial crisis. And that strategy helped people survive where a lot of people went out of business because of the housing bubble collapse. Okay. Right. That I, a couple of years ago, I said, this is it, same thing. You got to start using the strategy. Right. And right now we actually see it. We can see it all the inflation, oh, yeah. interest rates, all that people are going to hurt financially. Um, you want, people are going to need more affordability. One of your exit strategies might to allow several people, several families into your larger homes and stuff. There's all kinds of things, but uh, people are going to have trouble buying houses, qualifying for loans, having the income to qualify for loans. A lot of people are going to have to rent. So they need uh, renting options and they need more affordable rent. And sellers are going to have trouble selling because they don't have a house to move to. And a lot of sellers are downsizing. So this whole thing, I've been kind of laying this out you know, specifically for many decades, but specifically for the past year or two, exactly what's going on now and what to do about it. So, and, and it doesn't really, doesn't really change. It's just a great opportunity. It's the perfect storm to 
and we're in the business of helping people, right? And right. a lot of people are going to need help. So I have, uh, I always have some free stuff, Tyler. Um, if you go to richardroop.com, so that's richardroop, R-O-O-P.com. Okay. And right now at the top, it says, so that all, all that is, is where you can get on my newsletter, right? That's about okay. it. Um, that's, I don't do a lot of business on the website, but at the top, it says, it says, uh, get free, some free real estate, uh, resources, right? So click on that and it'll take me to my, my training platform, which is repodia.com. So it'll take you over to repodia.com and you can click on categories or scroll down and you'll see a category called free. So there's usually several free items in there. Um, right now today for this podcast, I went ahead and unlocked what we talked about, the seven key elements of creating a million-dollar marketing campaign. It's it's Repodia, R-O-O-P-O-D-I-A.com forward slash seven ways. Forward slash seven ways. It's either seven ways or seven keys. In fact, you know what? I'll just go ahead and look because I have it up here. It is seven keys. Yeah. Remember we talked about the seven keys of a marketing right, campaign? Right, right. Seven right. keys. So this, this, these keys apply to any buyers, sellers, investors, anybody, right? Building your dream team. Okay. Any type of marketing campaign. Now, the other thing that's in there right now is direct mail secrets for finding unlimited deals, where I walk you specifically on a lot of these direct mail strategies that it would apply to any type of direct mail that you do as a real estate investor or a real estate agent or anything like that. And, the, and there's also some other things like billion dollar mindstorming, <laughs> how to live like a billionaire. This is mindset nice. stuff. This is mindset stuff. <laughs> That's my favorite stuff, frankly, because <laughs> that all begins and ends there, right? Without, without the right mindset, you're not going anywhere. Well, we started a coaching program in 2005. It's probably one of the best on the planet because we actually did coaching. We actually did accountability coaching because I would teach everybody uh, the, everything they needed to know prior to coming to a live event. Then at a live event, we would, we would teach them again and, 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 and drill down on it and get them to implement. And right. then if people wanted, I think anytime people gets educated, a lot of times they really need some type of accountability and ongoing support, you know? And so what we found is working with, you know, I can, I'm the tech guy, right? So I can right. give you all the strategies, techniques, tools, all of that strategy. I'm really good at the big strategic, you know, way of achieving success in anything that you do, any business actually. But the mindset is 80%, 80, 80%. And that's our number seven, right? The mindset for your marketing campaign. Yes. I see people start a campaign, they get some feedback and then they stop it. And they didn't, they didn't generate. I, I was telling you, I, I need, I might have to generate 10 to 12 or make 10 to 12 offers to make, to, to, uh, to, to, to get something to deal. contract. Yeah. 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 So they, 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 they spend half the marketing budget, get half the response and they don't close on those five or six leads offers and they give up when they, when they're actually on track. So it's, it's, it's knowing your metrics. So that mindset is believing it's your habits, your attitudes, your beliefs and expectations. So at how to live like a billion billionaire. Uh, what we did on that, it's it's like, why do you want to be a billionaire? What's your intention? Exactly. Do, do you need a billion dollars? Because if you get really clear on your intention behind the money that you want to make in your real estate, then it's so much easier. You have natural motivation 
And you don't do things that violate your values. You get really clear on what's important to you about building wealth, building cash flow, becoming financially free, living your preferred lifestyle without the need to work. So that's financial freedom. All of your assets that you've accumulated uh, produce all of the income right. that you need to live your preferred lifestyle. So why don't people do that? Number one, they don't know what their preferred lifestyle looks. So we start there. We create that vision and then we reverse engineer it. Forget about how you're going to do it. Where do you want to go? Right? Oh, what would be now you can visualize it. Yeah, because you have a template. What is your ideal situation? Three years from now, what's the ideal situation? And then we have them uh, step into that picture, create that future memory, right? Then right. figure out how you're going to do it. Exactly. And know why why that is important to you. So I had a buddy, he wants to make $100 million. I said, well, you know, would you be happy with, you know, 50 million, right? right. Why, why go after 100 million? And I just had a buddy sell his business for over 100 million, by the way. Wow. Um. Why would you go after a hundred billion when you'd be happy with fifty? Or why why is fifty million important to you, right? And so a billion dollar mindstorming process helps people get in touch with exactly how much income they they need to produce to live their preferred lifestyle, and then how many assets they need to accumulate, and then put a game plan to create those assets in whatever time frame they. It's important. It's, it's very systematic. So you, you build the framework and guys, this is the thing, because all, all of this, we, if you don't have the proper mindset, then you're never going to get to the implementation phase because it's the, it's the mindset that keeps you from the implementation. That's my belief. Uh, I struggled with that for yeah. many, many years. Yeah. We have two people I've, I've taught, I've given everything I, I know about mailing postcards. One's killing it. Right. And one's not, not successful. Right? right. They have the same tools. They have the same training. Right. Maybe there is, you know, you'd have to be in the same market to measure this, right? But yeah, it's a lot of times it's a mindset. One person's not implementing, it's fear. So, as we know, the biggest number, and I've created programs, the fearless investor and how to overcome fear. And I'll be happy to share some of those because they're really good. I've, I've created a lot of cool things. I have a huge library, hundreds of programs over the past 15, 20 years. Nice. It's called the Legacy Library, but it's way too much stuff. And we got a huge inner game library that we created for our coaching members. Right. But, over the past year or two, I've created some new stuff. So we talked about the pen, you know, um, the pandemic, uh, because that, that stopped people, you know, it, the oh, mindset, it. <laughs> and, but there's a, there's, there's only seven basic fears. So I have, I, I say, okay, if you have this fear, here's how you handle it. If you have this fear. So it's really, it's like, how do you overcome fear? So the big sledgehammer strategy is, um, you know, analyze your fear. Okay, what's the worst that can happen, right? If you really analyze a fear, is it disappears because it'll become it's it's that false evidence appearing real. It actually disappears when you analyze it. Oh, my fear is unjustified, right? Or what's the worst thing that can happen? Just take action with fear. So take action with fear. Be more courageous. You always have fear. Fear protects you, but then we have this unjustified fear. And some people think the way to fix that is more and more information. No. You got you got enough information. All you guys have enough Boy. information to go out there and take action today to make a difference in your business and in your finances today, doing what you already know. The only reason you're not doing that is you don't have a goal. You don't have a clear, a big why. So, so what's the first step? Create a goal, make a plan, plan your work, work your plan, get feedback and adjust. That's the five-step formula for success. So you got to start with a goal. Then you make a plan. So what would you like to change over the next month or two? 
and just create that goal first that you would be committed to and then um and then figure out how you're going to do that that's awesome wow i there's i'm glad i i, I took and i've got pages richard of notes here pages of notes i've written from this episode <laughs> it's been fantastic this happens oh in, this happens on every interview it's oh my god that's awesome thank you so much for taking the time out. it's like i don't know even know where I, this is this is one of the reasons why I love doing the podcast because I get to sit down with people like you that I normally wouldn't meet and get to talk to, and I get to we get to have these conversations. And my audience knows me well enough to know that if the if the interview sucks, I say a lot because the other party isn't really bringing any value to the table. But I didn't let you talk at all. You didn't need to. I didn't. No, you absolutely gave me the opportunity to talk, but I didn't want to interrupt you because I'm just sitting here taking notes. It's like, Tyler, shut up and listen to the man. <laughs> because I have made the mistake of being the guy that, that uh, focused too much on the how and not enough on the do. And I've learned that Bob Midway yeah. it took me half my life to figure that out. And for us escaping the rat race, my wife and I, it was all about implementation. 11 months after we got, ro got rolling in real estate, we got out of the rat race. But that's because we focused on uh, work within what we could handle, implementation, we eliminated our, our unsecured debt, and we focused on buy and hold strategies. And then that gave us that breathing room, that passive income, that solved our huge tax obligation. Because I used to work for the government on a, on a research ship, and I made ridiculous money doing it. But the government helped themselves to the you know half of my paycheck, basically, in taxes. And mm -hmm. So it's been a great ride now that we're focused on the implementation there are so much value you put into this it's like i can't wait to get to the show notes on this one it's gonna be great all right all right cool but um, so guys to summarize uh, before we wrap up here real quick richard thank you so much for coming in now uh, rupedia.com r-o-o-p-d-i-a.com forward it's actually slash. actually actually r-o-o-p-o-d-i-a-o-d my dear my bad yeah rupodia rupodia, rupodia. And I'm going to put this down in the show notes for those of you who didn't take my advice and are still driving down the highway listening to this episode. It'll be in the show notes. I'll also be all over the Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Seven, the number seven keys. Uh, and that's the way to get to this and to get going on this information. This is absolutely free. This first one here, the keys to the seven keys to million dollar motivated seller marketing campaigns. And I'm going to get going on this here. I'm going to take two days and I'm going up to my cabin where it's just me and Starlink out in the woods, and I'm going to dive into this content and put it to work myself. So that's my Great. commitment to you guys. And uh, I hope that my the folks will do the same. And we're there. Thanks again, Richard. I really appreciate you coming out. Uh, my guys. pleasure. As you can tell, I enjoy sharing. You absolutely do. And you gave us a ton of value. Guys, that's going to sum it up for this week. I hope that you actually pull over and took notes and that you go back and watch this episode again or listen to this episode again, rather. Um, the action is where it's happening. The only way you're going to get out of your own way and escape the rat race is to take forward action. It's time to get off the couch and get to work. Opportunity is everywhere. 2022 will end an amazing year for you, but that all begins by taking massive action. No one's going to bring it to your front door. The information's out there. It's in your lap. It's time to implement. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.